for the win. It's good. Fires over the middle. Collins at the goal line. Touchdown, Miners. This is the Mineshaft, a UTEP football podcast, part of the Republic of Football Network. Now here's your host, Colin Deaver, and former UTEP kicker, Gavin Beckley. This show is for the kickers. Absolutely. The entire UTEP special teams unit is going to be tuning in to this episode of The Mineshaft, a Dave Campbell's Texas football, Republic of Football podcast. I'm your host, Colin Deaver, alongside my co-host, the 2022 special teams player of the year in Conference USA, Gavin Beckley. We are uh, coming to you on a Thursday, a little bit of a delayed episode. My life was blown up this week by a certain college basketball team up the road in Las Cruces. There's also Halloween. Gavin's a young guy. I'm not, but I'm sure he had a lot more fun over the weekend than I did uh, on Halloween. Maybe we'll get into that. But first, Gavin, we're uh, here to talk about a UTEP Miners team. Three and six. Still got to win out to uh, make a bowl game. That is still on the table, but... An exciting game the last time we saw the Miners, and particularly exciting, I think, for you. The uh, UTEP Miners winning 37-34 to over Sam Houston, and a big reason why, and some would say the main reason why, a, a guy named Wilton Buzz Flaviano, the game-winning kick. How about that for your guy? No, yeah, definitely. You got to love it. Buzzard the Cuzzard, Wilton Luigi Flaviano coming in in clutch time. I love love to see you know. Uh, I'm glad he was able to to do that in, in in his first year. Whenever it took me five years to be able to kick a game winner, so I'm glad that that he was able to to come in his first year and do that all and and be able to to come through, especially with a a new little unit that he had uh, in the game, a new new newish snapper and then new holder that he that he hasn't had before. So, I mean, it was, it was great to see that he was able to step up and on all three of those field goals that he made, but especially the last one to, to kind of calm his nerves and then be able to put it right between the sticks and, and walk out of there with a win. Have you had a chance to talk to him since last Wednesday about the kick or did, did, have you just kind of let him, you know, bask in, in the glory of his life right now on his own? No, uh, he Facetimed me after the game. So, whenever oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah, whenever because I had texted him and I was like, "Let's go" and all this and hyping him up, and then he had uh, he had Facetimed me and like I was just talking to him and all the guys and congratulating all of them and everything, and and they were all joking around and and stuff, and and Jello was like, "Not bad for my first time holding," and Hancock was like, "Not bad for my first time snapping," and and it was just it was just funny all around, and they were all. Super excited and super hype, which which was really good to see. Yeah, we talked to him last. I guess it would have been last Friday at this point um, about the about the game winning kick, and uh, he said he wasn't nervous at all. He said as soon as Jeremiah Ballard caught that pass from Cade McConnell down the sideline um, to put them in position for the kick, that's when he knew he was going to have a shot at it. And you know, from range that he's obviously comfortable kicking in a thirty one yarder is. Um, I'm not going to call it a a gimme kick for a college kicker, but that's a that's a kick that I think would you agree nine times out of ten that's a kick a college kicker should make maybe maybe more than nine times out of ten, um, but you know he he knocks it through and the celebration is on and and you brought it up too I mean that's it's a unit that we don't discuss too much the the 
how crucial a holder in the in the snapper are to have a new one for those uh, for that game and for that big of a moment. Um, were you nervous about that before? Or I'm sure because you were thinking. I'm sure you were thinking about that. Um, were you nervous about it at all? Uh, no, not not really nervous because uh, whenever Mark was injured in the spring, I believe, and we had the spring game and everything, I had Jello holding in uh, Hancock or Connor snapping. So we had kind of gotten used to that and, and got that down. And and I knew that that they they were going to come through and, and be able to to help buzz out and and put him in a spot where where it would uh, lead a chance to to set him up for success. And I mean, it was great to see. I mean, Buzz hasn't hasn't didn't start out with having the best year. But I mean, after after this past game, I know that'll definitely give him a lot of confidence going in, into the, the rest of the season. You said it. I mean, you had it took you five years to get a game winning kick. I mean, he gets one, what, nine games into his first season of college football. So that can only uh, help the confidence moving forward. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I know that those are the the hardest kicks because it games on the line comes down to you. Um, gives you gives you something that you can kind of look back at and be like, OK, well, I was able to make a 32 yard game winning field goal. So, I mean, this this 40 yard field goal, whenever we're down by 17 points with a minute left in the game, isn't really a whole lot. You know, it's just one of those things that that you can kind of look back at and be like, well, I was able to do that. So, I mean, everything from here on out should be a whole lot easier. Yeah, and obviously a strong performance. And we talk a lot about buzz because, um, you know, he's we got we got the former kicker on the podcast. We got to give the specialist love in a, in a moment like that. But that that to me, uh, um, you know, obviously for, you know, outside reasons, you know, you're trying to get to a bowl game. You have to win it anyways. I mean, that it's huge for that reason. But um, just a lot of young players stepping up, I felt like uh, last time out, um, namely among them, I mean, Cade McConnell leading them back from down two touchdowns in the third quarter it was the biggest comeback UTEP's had uh, in the second half I think since like 2015 or 2016 so um, right away I mean that that's huge um, and you know obviously the drive to get them in position to even kick the game-winning field goal a big time throw by McConnell down the sideline to Jeremiah Ballard Deion Hankins featuring heavily 15 carries 117 yards James Neal a big interception uh, on defense that almost turned into a pick six and almost got to the end zone. Uh, Bradley Del Pivido is trying to tell me today that he was definitely in the end zone and they robbed that, robbed him of a pick six. So uh, I mean, I'll have to review the tape, but regardless, they scored, I think on the next play anyway. So um, it, it didn't end up completely mattering, but kind of, I mean, you take the opponent into account here too, obviously Sam Houston winless, but um, that's it to me, Gavin, that's a huge confidence building win you know, moving forward into the final three games of the season to go on the road um, and rally back from two scores down and, and get the victory. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, last podcast, it's, it's uh you got to win the, the last four games of the season, but it all starts with one. So they were able to do that and go one for one. So this week they're, they're looking to do the same thing. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, three games left, you got to win out to go to a bowl game, but I, I think, like I said last time, they shouldn't be worrying about every other game after this. They should be starting with with this game um, and, and go from there. Because I mean, Western Kentucky is really, really good opponent. So I mean, they they've got their work cut out for them because Western Kentucky also still hasn't uh, reached bowl eligibility. They're four and four, so they're still fighting for for a spot and and to get six wins and be able to to go to a bowl. 
Yeah, Western four and four, uh, I believe two and two in conference USA play, just really haven't lived up to maybe their potential or and certainly haven't lived up to kind of the hype that was set out before them um, in the preseason, the conference USA championship threat uh, along with Liberty. Um, and I have to look at, I, I guess I'll look at the standings right now. I don't even think that they're, I think they're in fourth place behind uh, Liberty, Jacksonville state, New Mexico state. And, and yeah, so fourth place is Western Kentucky um, played a, played a tough schedule. I mean, they start the season on the road, winning at South Florida, they go lose at Ohio state, they lose to Troy. And then, um, back-to-back wins in to open conference USA play against middle Tennessee and at Louisiana tech. And then now back-to-back losses to the top two teams in conference USA and Jacksonville state on the road. And then to Liberty, uh, at home 42 to 29. So we'll break down the matchup here in just a minute, but Gavin, I, I do want to ask you this. I mean, what, carries over or what did you like most in terms of you know UTEP's offense UTEP's defense that you feel like is going to carry forward to this uh, Western Kentucky game you know again against a team that is going to be a little bit more uh, talented and probably a little bit uh, more prepared than that Sam Houston team was I think that uh, UTEP did a did a great job at it kind of the setting up the run game and then whenever the the deep shots on in the past game were there they were able to kind of take advantage of that as we saw near the end of the game i mean i'm I'm pretty sure uh they they had a rushing touchdown to to tie it up and then defense goes out there makes makes a big stop and then um throw a, a deep ball to jeremiah ballard down the field so i think that that utep did a really nice job at, at kind of setting up the run game in making uh Sam Houston think that they were gonna run and then we would do a little play action or a little bootleg and get get Kate on the move and and then he was able to to kind of find find the receiver that he needed to. Um I think that it's gonna be a lot harder to do that against West Kentucky. They're a very talented team, a lot more talented than Sam Houston, I believe. Um but I think that it, at least they'll be able to set up a little bit of a run game from what I've seen through through the film and everything that that UTEP is kind of on a on an uphill whenever it comes to that, just because they've they were able to have a, a good amount of success in the run game against Sam Houston. Um, so hopefully they can kind of carry that into into Western Kentucky. The other thing, to your point about um, establishing the run game, Western Kentucky is giving up 218 yards per game on the ground, which um, is I would imagine um, at the bottom or near the bottom. Um, in all of Conference USA, obviously, you just mentioned it. That's a area where UTEP typically thrives. Um, they did thrive again within that category uh, against Sam Houston. So you know, with 222 yards on the ground on on 40 attempts. So you know, if they're able to again establish the run, um, obviously that's going to bode well. And Western Kentucky too, like they want to get up and down. They want to throw the football as as many times as humanly possible. That's really what they don't really run the ball. They would rather throw it with Austin Reed, who coming into the season was expected to be the offensive player of the year. He was, I think he was picked as the offensive player of the year in conference USA in the preseason. Um, so it's him and Malachi Corley, the wide receiver that are the two main threats uh, in this Western Kentucky pass heavy offense. But for UTEP, I mean, in a way that does play a little bit into um, their strengths as an offense, you know, like if you're able to take the air out of the football against a team that doesn't defend the run very well against a team that maybe wants to play up tempo, maybe you can get them out of their rhythm. Um, if you're able to run the football and then something else we talked about last week, Gavin was the fact that they didn't take those shots down the field, those aggressive shots down the field that we saw 
against Florida International. Uh, didn't see it against New Mexico State. We saw it again um, against Sam Houston. So it seemed like they struck that balance really well against Sam Houston. Maybe we see that again against Western Kentucky. Yeah, I think that the, they did a, a really good job at, at finding the deep ball. Um, there was a couple a couple times where Cade made uh, a slow decision or, or a bad throw that we had seen on his interception. He threw it a little behind on the on the bootleg that they had called. Um, and then, I mean, there's just some. I think it was this game that he had rolled out and, and instead of kind of throwing it away, he took a shot. Um, so I mean, I, I I think that especially in this this next game, we're not going to be able to to take sacks that that he had taken in his first couple games. Um, and that rather than if he's if he's going to get hit or go down, he might as well just throw the ball away and and kind of reset and and not take those hits because as we've seen, whenever he's more comfortable in the pocket and not rushed, he's he's definitely been able to deliver a, a lot better balls and a lot better production than than he has whenever he's been rushed. I want to talk a little bit more too about the uh man, this Western Kentucky defense just has has not been very good this year. They're giving up four hundred and sixty-seven yard total yards per game to go on top of the two hundred and eighteen rushing yards per game. Um, so like I said, I mean this this could be an opportunity uh, for UTEP, even as eight and a half point um underdogs to maybe have a have another breakout game. We haven't really seen that from them um at home this year in terms of putting up a lot of points, but you know, the momentum, momentum they gained last week um, certainly could be a factor um, in this one for the UTEP offense because Western Kentucky is going to have, I mean, they have, we talked, you know, this year about UTEP's offensive issues, but the defensive issues at Western Kentucky have been maybe just as glaring, if not more so. Yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been a couple times that I've, tuned in on this especially this past month past month on Tuesday or I think they would play on Tuesdays and there's a lot of times that that I'd be watching the game and I would be like wow this does not look like the Western Kentucky team that that I'm so used to to seeing about putting up all these big numbers their quarterback who's on all the the quarterback lists coming into the season about all the award lists and everything uh I mean they 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 put it in his hands a lot I mean he's throwing the ball upwards of 40 50 times a game so i mean they they really let him do his thing and i think this year um him and his receivers haven't really clicked as they have in the past i mean there's been um only one really one game which was against louisiana tech where he he had a huge breakout game with him and corley who had 207 yards that game i mean uh so there there's just been kind of a little a little discrepancy through what they have been able to do in the past than than this year so hopefully the UTEP defense can go out there and kind of exploit what what some of these teams like Jacksonville State and Liberty um, have been able to to do in order to to successfully uh, go out of there with a win. And obviously, they uh, Western Kentucky losing by just three points um, to Jacksonville State. That's the same margin that UTEP lost to Jacksonville State by uh, both of, both those games uh, in Jacksonville. So. Um, Look, I transitive property is a weird one, but maybe they're a little more uh, balanced than maybe uh, people are giving them credit for. We will see once the game is played. Uh, you brought up Reed and and Corley, and I want to really dive into that now because I mean that's obviously the matchup that's probably going to make or break this for the UTEP defense. Whether or not they can slow down Reed um, and Corley, you're you're spot on. He they average around forty three uh, passing attempts per game. 
They have just 821 yards rushing all season long. Uh, does Western Kentucky again? UTEP rushed for like 220 yards last week alone, so that's a fourth of Western Kentucky's entire season uh, right there in one game. So they don't really run the ball very well. They don't try to either. Um, it's a lot of some you know screen passes, slants that end up being like run plays um, because of how they're set up, but they're actually passes. Um, this is, you know, this is, it's also, it's a similar system to what Texas Tech runs because uh, the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech actually came from Western Kentucky a couple of years ago. So if anybody watches uh, Texas Tech play on a weekly basis, it's, I'm, I'm expecting something similar to that uh, from Western Kentucky if you haven't seen them play. But Gavin, what, what impresses you about Austin Reed uh, at the quarterback position and maybe what has um, surprised, because you mentioned you were surprised that maybe how he hasn't played up to the ability that we were expecting this year. So uh, maybe expand on that as well as talk about what, what you've seen that has impressed you. Yeah. Um, I'll start off with uh, what, what has impressed me. Um, I mean, this year he he's already 20 touchdowns with five interceptions. Obviously that's, that's huge. Um, whenever you can kind of have a, a quarterback that is able to have, four to one or more uh, touchdowns, interceptions, you're always going to have success and off offensively. And then, I mean, if you're looking at, at his top three receivers, Corley, Messer, and Smith, um, the lowest has 25 receptions. Um, Messer has 27 and Corley has 49. And then we got 647 yards for Corley, seven touchdowns. I mean, obviously that's, that's his number one receiver. He's going to try to get him the ball whenever whenever he can. Um, and then Messer, 27 receptions for 335 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, he, he spreads the ball around a lot. They've already, his, he's, his receivers and everything have already caught for two, 2,342 yards. So, I mean, they're out there slinging it and it's, it's seems like they get a, a lot of um, long, long passes or like short passes that develop into long touchdowns. I mean, you got touchdowns of 70 yards, 63 yards, 51 yards, um, just all across the board. So, I mean, they, they definitely know how to utilize their receivers, um, in a way that, that will, will be able to put them in a, in a place for success. I mean, uh, something that, that hasn't impressed me. I mean, he's out there, uh, as we've seen him in the past, he's been, been able to do really good and be on the same pages with his receivers. But this year, 204 completions for 338 yards, 60% completion rate. Um, definitely lower than than I believe that he's had in the past. Um, and I mean, just in the past couple games, whenever I was uh, watching him around uh, and and just the the decisions that he was making, especially in the the last game that they lost against Jacksonville State. I mean, there was there was some plays where I was like, this just looks like a, a complete different quarterback. Um, that that I was have been used to seeing kind of in week in and week out um, that that I was able to watch whenever we would have a bye weeks or something last year. Um, I mean, they Jacksonville State would, was able to get to him in a, a good amount of times. I mean, he was twenty four for forty eight against them for two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, and he just wasn't really able to get going. I mean, he he hit Corley six times for forty seven yards, a long of fifteen. Um, and then there's a couple other receivers that he was able to get a little, the ball a little more to, but there was no one who really had a, a breakout game, which we're used to seeing. And I mean, they, they 
like you said, haven't been able to establish the run game at all. So, I mean, uh, it's going to be a big game for the, for the UTEP secondary um, and the, the D line, hopefully they're able to, to get to him and kind of fluster him the way Jacksonville state was able to. Um, but I mean, hopefully, hopefully we're able to, to slow him down. Yeah. And on that line, on, on that note about the defensive line for UTEP, um, Western Kentucky has only given up five sacks this year, uh, which to me, you have to give the offensive line some credit for that. But I think it also speaks to kind of the style of offense they run where he is getting the ball out pretty quick, whether it's on, you know, screen slants, what have you um, just, he, the ball's just not in his, in his hands for very long. So it's, it's harder to, to um, get to him. But yeah, to your point, I mean, I certainly think we're going to see probably a lot of nickel and dime packages uh, from UTEP just because like, you don't, you don't have to really worry about the run game with them um, because they're not, they're just, they're just not going to do it. I mean, they, they, they want to throw the ball. That's what, that's exactly, um, you know, what they're going to do third down and fourth down. They've been pretty good. 37, almost 38% on third down conversions is Western Kentucky. They're 56% on fourth down. Um, but they, I will say uh, they're giving up 41% conversions on third down to their opponents. So, maybe something that UTEP can take advantage of if they have third and shorts, pull out the, uh, we called it the Calvin Brown Holtz package last year. Now it's the Kevin Hurley package. Uh, maybe you see that a little bit um, from the minors, um, but maybe switching gears here a little bit, the defense for Western Kentucky, they have given up some points, but pretty opportunistic. They've forced 18 turnovers uh, this season. Um, the minors have, I, I believe 12 or 13 um, as an offense as a whole this season. So is that an area of concern for you, Gavin? I mean, obviously, anytime you're going out there with a, a pretty fresh quarterback, third game plan. Um, yeah, I mean, whenever whenever they've been able to have, would you say, 18 takeaways? I mean, that's that's huge, especially on, on a defense whenever UTEP's not been able to, to put up any numbers like that. Um, so, I mean, it's it's just been kind of one of those things that, that UTEP's going to have to try to take care of the ball as much as possible and and not give away any any stupid unforced errors, whether that's interceptions or putting the ball on the ground. Um, and it's just going to be – I think that's going to be – we'll get to it later, but one of the keys of the game is is just going to be um, taking care of the ball, not not giving it away, and, and basically every time they have the ball, ending it, um, with either flipping the field with field position or with points. I think that's going to be huge for UTEP, not giving the ball away um, and, and kind of controlling the uh, the line of scrimmage. Obviously, we talk about Tyrese Knight every single week. Just, I mean, he's one of the leading tacklers in the entire nation at that linebacker position for UTEP. Um, obviously, they're leading tackler. But does the style of offense that Western Kentucky runs, does that potentially limit his impact? Um because maybe they're going edge to edge with those passing routes, or does do you still think he may have um, an impact? You know, the same way that he has been having all season. I think he'll still he'll still have an impact because even if they're throwing these little these little out routes, little swing routes and stuff, the 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 receivers are going to try to cut up the field, and so he'll be able to to get out there, especially with his speed and athleticism, to to put a body on the receiver and and try to either knock the ball loose or or be able to to inflict some damage on the other team. So, I mean, yeah, they don't run the ball a whole lot, but I, I expect that whenever they do throw these little swing routes and everything, that he's going to be able to 
to uh, impact the game as, as we've kind of seen the past couple weeks. He told me at practice today, I walked up to him, just shooting the breeze. He's, I asked him, are you guys ready? He said, you ain't got to worry about 10, meaning himself. So, uh, I, 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 Tyrese, I wasn't. Wasn't worried about shit all. Uh, it's it's everybody else. Not everybody else on the defense, but uh, never worry about Tyrese. I I know he's gonna. I know he's gonna show up. It's it's not necessarily. Uh, it's other people that need to show up for that UTEP defense um, to be successful. Any other areas, defensively or offensively, Gavin, where you, um, where you kind of see there being like battlefield, so to speak, you know, locations. Um. I mean, it's it's always kind of like for for UTEP's offense, uh, the the games that we have been successful, we've been able to not take a lot of deep shots, but whenever the deep shots there, um, been able to be successful with that. So I think that's going to be a big a big thing is our receivers going to need to step up and and be able to beat um, the DBs of Western Kentucky, um, and then. Obviously, like I said, I think just it's going to be a very big passing game on on each side of the ball, and and hopefully UTEP's able to to come out of that. It's going to be a lot of battle between the the quarterbacks, the receivers, and the DBs on both sides. Expecting Cade McConnell to get his uh, fourth career start um, this week for UTEP. Obviously, he's two and one with a big win over FIU, the loss at home to New Mexico State, and then the rally at Sam Houston. Um, do you see him continuing to improve and, and how he feels comfortable on the field? Obviously he, like he was so mad at, even on Friday, two days after the game, he was so mad at himself for the interception that he threw, um, in the fourth quarter. He said he was just trying to like loft it up over. He like the guy wasn't looking at him. He thought he could loft it up over and he turned around at the last second. And it was right in the, I mean, it was right in his hand. So he said, it's a, it's a pass that he, he needs to make a hundred times out of a hundred and he didn't. So, but where, where do you see, um, as far as like his growth, it just, it does seem like he's growing into the position, uh, week by week. Um, where do you see him maybe going this week against the Western Kentucky defense that again, as we've said, they're opportunistic, forcing a lot of turnovers, but have given up a lot of yards. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be another really good test for him. I think he's going to, going to be able to, improve on on some of the decisions that he made last week and i mean he's gonna have to if he if he throws some of those balls that he's thrown uh the the past couple weeks whenever he started that he's gonna the the western kentucky defense is definitely gonna get some takeaways from him so he's gonna be able or he's gonna have to be able to take care of the ball as much as possible and and kind of make really good decisions rather than as we saw in the in the past game whenever he did throw that one interception it was just one of those ones like like what were you thinking? Like the guy was literally right there. You threw it right to him. Um, he was looking right at you, and it's just like, like one of the ones is 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 we've seen, and you just said that he wishes he had back. So I mean, it's good good to hear that that he kind of lingers on some of those things, but hopefully he hasn't lingered on them too much to where to where they're gonna affect his game. Yeah, effect, uh, expecting rather K McConnell get the start. Um. Injury wise, I'm. I don't think Tyron Smith is going to play. I don't think Mikael Broussard is going to play. I don't think Marcus Bellin's going to play. Uh, obviously, like I said, if I think Kate McConnell starting, I, that would rule Gavin Hardison out. Um, Danny Dimmel's been a little bit coy about saying whether or not these guys are going to come back this year. Um, 
just because, I mean, that's that's how coaches are. I think they're eternal optimists when it comes to injuries. But also, you know, you don't want to give away, you know, too much injury injury information uh, to your opponent. But I just don't. That's 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 just my personal feeling. Like I don't I don't really see those guys coming back this year, especially you know some of the guys have red shirts available to them as we've discussed. So it will be a little bit of a shorthanded miners team um, again this week uh, against Western Kentucky again. And Gavin, like we we have been shying away from it, and it's uh, uh, we 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 kind of get to shy away from it for another week because there's three and six, and they have a chance to go to a bowl game still, but. Um, I asked you this last week and I'll do it again. Just how do you, um, as a team manage like the pressure and everything, you know, knowing like not only do we have to win out to go to a bowl game, but there could be wholesale changes. Um, if we don't, is there, is that, a, is that a, anything that guys even think about during the season or are you just too focused on your everyday, um, you know, what you're trying to do to get ready for the game? Yeah. Um, I mean, at least when I was there, it was never really like, even whenever we were having really bad seasons, it was never like we were we were worried about the coaching staff and that they would be fired and everything. It was more of like we were worried that we were losing. It wasn't like, oh, if we lose the next game, the coaches are going to get fired. No, it was more like, man, we suck. Like if we lose the next game, that that we're, we're 0-10 right now. If we lose against Rice, like it's not going to be good. So it's just kind of one of those things that that it's it's always kind of in the back of your mind but it's not not on the on the front runner so it's it's nothing that that you'll really think about a whole lot but like if if they end up losing this game or not not winning out um then i think that that maybe um it'll kind of start to creep um towards the last game or two um but I mean, and like I said, it's not really one of those things that you're you're going out there like, man, we got to win this game or else the coaches are going to get fired. No, that's that's not kind of the way that, that the, the players think. Yeah. And I think that's part of, too, like the just we I, I will say, like in the media, like I hate this answer, like that we take it one day at a time. We go, you know, game by game. And like that's such a when you're like in the media, like you hate that answer because it's such a cliche. But like there is I really do think like coaching staffs are very good at getting players to like actually like believe and buy into that to where it's like, it's cliche to everybody outside of the locker room, but for you guys inside, like that's actually what you're doing. Um, now you can't tell me that like guys don't hear things and, and you know, these guys are all smart enough to kind of understand what's going on, but, um, you do have like a way of like compartmentalizing, um, I guess in that regard. So, and again, they still, we will, I will say it until it's not on the table anymore. They're still have, they still have a shot at bowl eligibility if they went out. So um, this Western Kentucky team, they, they've lost two in a row. Uh, UTEP is one, two out of three. We have to say that they, they, they're the team, the, the quote unquote hot team coming into this one uh, against all, against all odds um so we'll see we'll see what happens so uh we've gone over quite a bit of the matchups now what gavin uh as we do every week major keys for a minor victory uh what do you got yeah i'd already kind of harped on a little bit but first one is take care of the ball um western kentucky's done a really good job at creating turnovers and, and takeaways and influencing quarterback game and, and all that so i mean taking care of the ball is going to be huge um slowing down um the receiver and and uh quarterback duo 
of Reed and Corley is going to be huge um, just because that is favorite receiver and, and they always try to get him in the game, um, whether that's passing little little screens, uh, having him rush the ball a little bit. It, it's always they try to try to get him in the game in any, any way as possible. So um, limiting those two and and creating takeovers, I would or takeaways, I would say for for UTEP is going to be huge, as we saw last game against Sam Houston um down two scores or down one score and then you're right back in it with that um uh interception that he brought down to the one yard line so i mean it's just it's going to be one of those games that that utep's going to have to be on point with with their dbs and their secondary and everything and and whenever opportunities are there they're going to have to have to step on them as much as they can yeah i'm going to say uh the ground game for utep against a Middle uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, Western Kentucky uh, defense that really has struggled uh, with defending the run. And just, you know, they, they give up 29 points a game. They give up over 460 yards per game again, and then 218 yards per game on the ground. So, th- again, this is a defense, while they have forced a lot of turnovers, which is probably what's, you know, helped them stay in games, um, et cetera, like they have been susceptible to getting scored on um, and getting, you know, yards put up on them. So um, I think UTEP will be able to run the football against them. And then if McConnell's able to take care of the football and, um, you know, take the shots that we saw him take uh, against FIU and Sam Houston and um, not only take them, but hit them and do it effectively, um, I think UTEP will be in business. And then, you know, obviously you brought it up. I mean, Reed and Corley, you, you got to slow those guys down however you can. Probably much, much easier said than done. Like, He's he's a really good quarterback. He probably is going to get a shot uh, as an NFL draft pick. Um, he was the Conference USA preseason player of the year. So, um, But he has been um, susceptible to some tough games um, at times this year. And, again, they've lost back-to-back games. So um, we'll see if the UTEP defense uh, shows up this week. And, you know, they had to – they gave up 34 points last week, but a lot of that was on short fields. I think it was – three drives inside the their own 50 yard line um which is i mean that's that's tough for any defense to be backed up like that so um we'll see if they can from a point standpoint we'll see if they can bounce back but those would be uh my two keys and you said it too and i'll uh i'll just reiterate yeah you got to take you got to take care of the football i mean that's 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 any football team in any game and in, in any league um anywhere and you have to, if you turn the ball over a lot you're gonna you're probably not going to win very many games. So, all right, major keys for minor victory. Who are you picking to win in this battle? Three and six UTEP versus four and four Western Kentucky Saturday night at the Sun Bowl. I'm not going to draw this one out. Um, sadly, I'm picking Western Kentucky to take this one. Um, I think that they're gonna they're gonna be able to kind of pass all over UTEP. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong about it, but I'm going to say that the final score is going to be. 45 to 24 West Kentucky over UTEP. That's a lot of points. They're eight and a half point favorites over the minors. So uh, Vegas would tend to agree with you that this could be a little bit of a route. Um, I'm also going to take West Kentucky. Um, I think that they're going to get, get it done 35, 24 over UTEP. I think, yeah. And then we'll, uh, uh, we will have the talk that we've uh, been avoiding having, for the last couple of weeks it's not about the birds and bees boys and girls but it's a it's a chat that is is not a fun chat regardless so uh 
we will see if UTEP proves us wrong uh, against Western Kentucky. Uh, if they do, they would be four and six. They would have a bye before November 18th road trip to play uh, Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, if you're unaware, is playing at New Mexico State this Saturday at 4 p.m. So, Miners fans, I mean, just saying, you could go scout Middle Tennessee up the road in Las Cruces and then make it back by the end of the first quarter for the UTEP game. I'm just just saying, that's an, that's an option that's on the table for you. So NMSU fans, same thing. You could go watch, you could watch your Aggies and then you could go watch UTEP. Scout your opponent for the next week. So we'll see. Gavin, any more final thoughts before we get out of here? All right. Well, before Gavin could give his final thoughts, his computer died. He said it was at 30% and his computer died. I asked him if he had any final thoughts. He just texted me, go miners. That's his final thoughts. So that's where we'll end it. Hopefully his computer dying is not a harbinger of what's to come for UTEP on Saturday, 7 p.m. at home against Western Kentucky. We will be back with you next week, regardless if it's a win or a loss for UTEP on the Mineshaft. For Gavin Beckley, I'm Colin Deaver. We'll see you down the line.